Hello there. You're very welcome to At Home with Breffney, a show that's designed to help you if you're looking to buy property in Ireland. I'm a licensed buyer's agent and work with clients who are too far away or simply too busy to get a property bought. I also offer one-hour property coaching calls, which you can book by clicking the link in the show notes below. These calls help my clients get clarity and focus, whatever their property issue is. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoy today's show and find it useful. You're really welcome to episode 50, which is kind of a significant episode of At Home with Breffney. And because it's a significant number, I thought we'd do something new today. And it is new in every sense of the word because we're going to talk about new builds. It's something I know absolutely nothing about and would never have thought of introducing any client of mine to a new build until the other night I was uh, speaking at the same event as Ronan McKenna, uh, who's sales director of Glenvey Properties. And we both spoke at an event for first time buyers. And I stood up and gave my spiel, and if anyone who's a regular listener to the podcast will be sick of hearing me talk about do your drive-by viewings, check out your neighbours, check out the feel of the road, do all of this research before you ever pick up the phone to the agent. Everyone's going to be sick of hearing me say that. So while I was giving my spiel, I was talking about doing drive-by viewings. I was giving hints on the bidding process. I was talking about how to deal with agents. And I sat down. And then Ronan stood up. And he said, this is what it's like to buy a first, a new home. And I thought, oh my God, buying a new home is so much simpler than buying an existing house. Firstly, you know you can actually buy it. There is one there for you to buy and they want to sell it. And there isn't a finite amount of them usually. And then you know what price it's going to be because you agree that in advance. So I thought, wow, I need to talk a bit more or explore a bit more about the whole business of buying new bills, which for whatever reason I had consigned in my mind to as existing only outside of the M50 in places no one wanted to live, which is obviously totally wrong. So Ronan McKenna, you are extremely nice to join me today and uh, put me straight basically on new build developments. Um, not at all. I'm delighted to do it and congratulations on your on your 50th birthday. <laughs> Thank uh, you. For the podcast. That's uh, a great achievement. So uh, we're delighted to be number 50. That's Thank great. you. And Ronan, I suppose the first thing I'd love to ask you is here I am driving along in my car and I see, oh, there's a new development of houses. And I think, wow, I didn't even know that land was for sale. So here you are working for a developer. How do you actually pick your sites? Where do you decide? Um, there, there's a number of different factors. We, we would always have a plan for the, the different locations that we would like to acquire land in and build developments in. So you target specific locations before ever land might be there? Yeah, well, we, we, would, have, we would have a land acquisition strategy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, particularly, you know, looking at the road infrastructure, the rail infrastructure, the community facilities in the area, obviously the pricing, house pricing in the area to make it viable for us. So we look at all those different factors and we know areas either within Dublin or actually within the entire country mm-hmm. that we have an interest in acquiring land uh, for a Glenvey development. Mm-hmm. After that, sometimes land comes to the market mm-hmm. and you see the signs up on it and you see it in the newspaper and there's a bidding process. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it used to be a lot more by auction. There's very little of that anymore. Mm. Now it's either by tender or by private treaty. And we go into that system with the other land land purchasers or developers, whoever else have an interest in it. And we bid it out in the in the same way as you advise a lot of mm. your podcast listeners to, to bid it out. And sometimes we look at pieces of land that aren't on the market and we either make direct contact with the purchase with the owners of it to see if we can if we can purchase off market and sometimes agents or um sometimes owners legal teams or people who are advising owners uh, will come to us directly and mm-hmm. offer us pieces of land off market right so there's various ways okay so then let's say you have acquired it and how do you decide what you're going to build on it we we're lucky enough we have an acquisition team mm-hmm. and uh, they sit down and they look with we we look at it with our architects and and with me and my sales team and we work out what is best for for the area and um, what's likely to get planning permission and uh, what's economically viable for us in terms of what the what the market in the area wants mm-hmm. and the type of houses there's more and more planning regulation uh, to go through and you can see that densities are rising and rising and even though people still seem to want four bedroom semi-detached houses or three bedroom semi-detached houses we're being forced by the plan new planning guidelines into more terraced and duplex and apartments Mm -hmm. so we we work within that guideline and we work up a scheme that we think um would be acceptable to the planners and acceptable to the market and then we do our land valuation on the basis of that Okay, so do you ever talk to estate agents about, or do you feel like you've got a good enough grasp on what's wanted by them? No, we we, we would we would constantly um, discuss, and we, and we have a variety of estate agents that we work with, and we also we also talk to local estate agents if it's an area that we're not active in at the moment, mm-hmm. but. As part of our, our land purchase, we would always have the opinion of the, the local agents because local agents are, are, are vital to what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have that breadth and knowledge of the market, particularly in their in their locality. Mm-hmm. And it just gives us that extra uh, information on the pricing and the type of demand that's to be available as well. It's not just we, we have to we have to price a development to sell all of them. Yeah, not ten of them. Yeah, you know, so it's to understand both the price and the velocity um, of a particular area, and the local agents are, are vital to that. Sometimes, if it's an off-market deal and there's a, a confidentiality in it, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll go to an agent who is close to that area but not in it, mm-hmm. um, in order to 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 keep that. Okay, I like the description velocity of a market too. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's so you found your land by hook or by crook. And in this case, we're sitting in a beautiful show house in Proby Place. And I have to say, it is jaw-droppingly beautifully designed Thank by McCrossan, did you say? Yeah, McCrossan and Robert Manning wow. uh, designed this, yeah. Really gorgeous house. And you're asking how much for this? Uh, we, we have pricing from a million euros. Right. So we, we have houses in the development from a million euros. Okay. So we'll get into the nitty-gritty of how you go mm. about buying a new build. But you, you've acquired your land... You've worked with your team, your local agents, your local knowledge, the demographics to figure out what's the best thing to build here. Mm. Now, you go ahead to build it. At what point are you starting to sell it? Do you build the show house first or? It can depend. Mm-hmm. Um, we, ideally, we like to build 
the show house first, mm-hmm. introduce some of the landscaping, get the site entrance in, mm-hmm. so that people can get a feel for what they, they're buying into and, and get a sense of that uh, before we bring it to market. Sometimes, if and it depends on, on where we are in the months of the year, mm-hmm. um, and, and sometimes we will bring out a development of plans before Christmas to say, look, we're... We, this is, we do CGIs and brochures and give them all the detail they need. CGIs being computer generated. Sorry, yeah, computer generated yeah. images, which are normally the ones that we're using with the interior designer. So mm-hmm. it'll be very close to where the show house looks like. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of bring out like a, a pre-launch offering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people who maybe in a particular cycle with their loan approval or with their exceptions or with, with any Got of to. that mm-hmm. so as they can get their name on it. They can they can get their contract signed, and um, then they can come in and see the show houses when it's built. So we do some off plan, but predominantly the Irish market likes to see the show house and, and likes to touch it and feel it and and meet the developers and meet the estate agents in that way. And uh, we like that too because we we think we benefit from that because we. We, we like to offer nice developments for people and, and they get to see it then. Mm-hmm. You made a really interesting point when you were talking earlier about um, when people go through the show house, it's your experience that they're kind of checking each other out every bit as much as they're checking out the show house to some extent. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm a regular listener to your podcast and I came from an estate agency background mm-hmm. and I've sold a lot of what we always call second-hand property. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you know that the neighbor either side of you exists he or she is there and they're doing what they do on a daily basis and you can get an idea of that by sitting in your car with a pair of sunglasses and a newspaper and and try and figure it all out you can also park in the estate and you can see what happens in the estate mm-hmm. during the day and at the weekend and, and and get a sense of what that community is and does and uh, it's interesting, you always advise people when you're in doing your, your open house viewings, mm-hmm. stay quiet, mm-hmm. take it all in and ask your questions later and make your comments in private because the people who are looking around the house with you are your competition for mm-hmm. bidding. And and that was always, I understood that from when, from when we were showing houses uh, or I was selling secondhand houses. But when, when you're looking at a new build, mm-hmm. you don't have that same competition because there are a number of the same houses available mm-hmm. in any launch. Mm. But you also don't know who your neighbours are going to be because they don't, they don't live there they're yet. They're not physically there. No, they're not. It's no. so sad. Um, so, so we find that people talk a little bit more. There still seems to be a nervousness when they walk around the houses to mm-hmm. look at them, to engage with somebody else and mm-hmm. say, what do you think? Or, you know, so it does happen. Um, but what we do on our big launch weekends is we, we have a coffee van outside and ah. you can you can have a cup of coffee and then a chat emerges and then more questions. And you can see that our sales agents are called over yeah. or, or, or my staff, my sales team are actually called over and it's. It's a chat over coffee then, all of a sudden, albeit in a, in a, you're standing out in the, in the car park area of the yeah. show village, but um, chat comes in then, and then people do get a sense of the community they're going to be living in, and what we've noticed 
in, in social media is that a, a lot of people, once they book their house, mm-hmm. they know each other before they move in because they set up Facebook groups or they set up WhatsApp groups mm. between them all from meeting each other at show house weekends right. and uh, they communicate with each other during the build. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we encourage that. We, we love to see that. Mm-hmm. So that actually when people move in, they've already known their neighbours. And, and Yeah, and it's, it's great. It's great. Um, so... There's not that sense of strangeness when they move in, but that's the advances of social media. Absolutely. So, so that coffee van is basically the pop-up heart of the community and around which everything circulates. It generates an instant um, neighbourly feel or, or, or it, it yeah. breaks the ice. It's an icebreaker. It, bre- it breaks the ice. It, it makes people just that little bit more comfortable. And kids are a great way for adults to start talking to each other sure. and um so our guys as well as doing tea and coffee do very good hot chocolate ah. um yeah we just stand around and have a chat and uh it's it's great i, I love and we do that we do that for the big volume launches so right. as people can we find as the weeks go on because there's less volume yeah. people going through they tend to get a bit more comfortable and talk to each other mm-hmm. but for that first launch weekend the house is very. The houses are very full of people. There's a lot of talking. They're they're trying to book. You know, they're trying to book mm-hmm. houses. It's it's busy, and that that coffee van just kind of lets off that little bit of steam or just relaxes everybody a bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice, and we get to engage with people. We get them to to meet our future buyers mm-hmm. rather than them being in a room booking booking a house with our estate agent and we coming in to meet them. Mm. We can have a cup of coffee with them outside, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice. It's interesting how just something so small, in another incarnation I used to organise singles parties for the Jerry Ryan show and I thought it was amazing how when you get people into a room, you could have 50 men and 50 women, they all want to be there, they've come of their own volition, but you need just one little lightning conductor, one thing Mm. like a game, something to physically bridge the space, which might be six inches between me and you to physically start that conversation. And in this case, the coffee yeah. van kind of does that job. Yeah. So so let's just say I've come to my show house weekend. I've liked what I've seen of the people. I've been impressed by your coffee van and your salespeople. And let's say it's um, December, for argument's sake. And I think, yeah, I'd like to go ahead with this. <clears throat> Physically, how does it all? I've never done this. I've no experience of it. How, what happens next? So for us and a lot of our buyers, you're already on the journey at that stage. Yeah, it's it started way before that, mm-hmm. and and we encourage that, and we we try and get, and that's why we were doing the the talk yeah. the other night that mm-hmm. the Jura. It's actually to help people get ready for when the show houses open and when they get when they're ready to actually book a house for themselves, mm-hmm. and that starts beforehand. That's getting yourself loan approved, mm-hmm. getting your loan approval ready that you can you can actually book one and, and purchase it. It's getting your deposit together, which is difficult. And it's it's appointing a solicitor. Mm-hmm. So it's it's meeting the different solicitors, uh, agreeing fees with them. And we always encourage people to do that early because why not have the advice of your solicitor during the purchase mm-hmm. and not just afterwards? Yeah. Um, so it's appointing your solicitor, getting that loan approval in, checking out the areas, um, like when when you come to site, you're coming to buy a house. Mm-hmm. You already have to understand the area, the location, what the the availability of schools, um, recreation, your lifestyle. This is this is the biggest 
uh, move you're going to make. So you, you have to be happy outside your house as well as in your house. It's our responsibility to make sure that you're happy in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, ha- you have to come to terms with all that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So you have your money in place. You have, which, and, and we put up our signs early on the site. So when, the, when our machines go in to start breaking ground, as we call it, we, we put up big signboards to say, we have a development coming. Mm-hmm. Get in contact with us. Uh, and we love people to get in contact with us early. We'll, we'll help you talk with the estate agent and make sure everything is, is going there. We're, we're happy to, to help you along the finance journey as well okay. by talking to different um, banks that, that we deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll give you that understanding of the process as early as we can, give as much information early. You then come in on your day, you like the location, you have money in place, you know who your solicitor is, and you have your deposit, and you come in and you... It's all about picking the house then. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the size of a deposit typically do you ask for new builds? Um, it, it, it varies. Yeah. It varies on the purchase price of the mm-hmm. house, but we have them from 3,000, 5,000, some of them are 10,000. Right, so for a second-hand um, house, you'd be paying 3% as a booking deposit typically, for example. Yeah, well, we, we don't. We, we try and make it easier mm-hmm. uh, easier than that. It's, it's a fully refundable booking deposit. Exactly, so, so it's nearly irrelevant. It's just yeah. something. Um, we look, we look for the balance of 10% when you sign your contract. Mm-hmm. But if you're availing of the help to buy scheme, mm-hmm. you don't have that much deposit. So we, we do look, we do take a, a, a reduced deposit mm-hmm. on signing the contract for those who are availing of the help to buy in order to help them mm-hmm. get through that. It, that's only a timing thing, mm-hmm. you know. So we do that. And um, so you come in with your 3,000 euros, your 5,000 euros, and you... Book, you pick the house that you'd like to live in and you pay your deposit and you give us the details and we send you a contract. Okay. And how soon would that happen? Like, let's say I'm in here on a Saturday and I've paid my booking deposit. I go off, I think about it. I come back on Monday or Tuesday and say, yeah, I want to go ahead. I'd like the one that's south facing and you possibly say, well, all the south facing ones are gone. And you say, well, then I'll settle for one that's west facing and you go with that. So would it, I get a contract within the week? Within yes. The, you would? Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what we do is once, once we have your solicitor details, your approval in principle, and your deposit, mm-hmm. we generate what's called a sales advice note, mm-hmm. which is yeah. the same as the mm-hmm. memorandum of agreed mm-hmm. terms that you deal with in the second hand house. We issue that to our solicitor, your solicitor, to ourselves, and to you. So we issue the sales advice notice, and then that goes to our solicitor automatically, and they will have a contract with your solicitor within 48 hours. Wow. And you then have a period of 21 days to sign and return it. Okay. And then how long, at that point when I'm signing, countersigning this contract, will I have an indication of how long it's going to be until my house is ready? Yeah, what we do is we'll give you an indication. Typically, typically we sell six months ahead. Okay. Typically, sometimes, it's shorter than that, depending on where the stock is. But we do like to give people um, a time frame. It doesn't always stay to that time frame because there are some parts of what we do that are out of our control. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather being one, mm-hmm. and where you can see mm-hmm. the weather warnings mm-hmm. we're getting at Absolutely. the moment. Um, <clears throat> uh, our connections with Irish Water and our connections to the ESB. Mm-hmm. And as the number of housing developments increase, there's increased pressure on both Irish Water and the ESB to deliver to our timeline. So sometimes a week's move there. Mm-hmm. It can be months sometimes. Um, but we do our best to keep people as informed as we can about that mm-hmm. if it does move. 
most people get a loan approval for six months. Mm-hmm. So we like to try and get them in within the six months. Mm-hmm. But we see we see more and more of our first time buyers moving towards the lending institutions that give a twelve month yeah. Yeah. Loan and approval, it just takes a little bit of pressure off them. Absolutely, given that it can easily take six <clears throat> months to close a sale. Exactly. So so I think that's 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 roughly where it is. If if we have stock that's already built, we might have you know, you you can be in a lot quicker. Um, but typically it's six months. Okay. So say okay, that's great. we're in our six months. Do I then I met noticed you said at your talk the other night that you would definitely recommend a first-time buyer to get a snagger and i thought wow what's a snagger yeah snaggers are very important people for for people purchasing new homes and what what we do is we we build a house and when it's uh, ready for completion and hand over to the buyer uh, we invite them to bring an independent person in to go through the house to pick up the little, the little details that maybe we've missed on the on the way through, mm-hmm. and it's a bit like if you write something or if you're doing something all of the time. It's the typos. It's the typo. Mm. It's the, you always get somebody else to proofread it. Mm. The snagger is the proofreader. Okay. And um, they go through. We encourage people to get professional snaggers, and and the reason for that is they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. They just they can pick up on things that can be done so will you give me an example of the kinds of things a snagger might find um he, there might be some paint splashes on a on a windowsill or mm-hmm. um he mightn't be happy with just how a door is hinged it, mm-hmm. it, it might be slightly off off center we, we like to pick most of it up during sure. the quality control yeah. um pre-snag Painting seems to be, you know, there's there might be something that needs to be painted again, or maybe there's something loose or just needs to be tightened up. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's generally the generally the the, yeah. the snags, mm-hmm. or there might be just something like a ball cock in a toilet mm-hmm. might need to be replaced or, mm-hmm. or, or fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, we hope they're always minor things. You yeah. Know, that this, yeah. Um, and houses are dynamic things anyway. The thing that was tight yesterday might have somehow figured its way out of yeah. tightness today. And there's a little bit of that. And, and sometimes it happens sometimes with tiling in a bathroom where we use a standard stock of tiles, but sometimes there are variations in them. Right, yeah. And... You're, you're putting down so many tiles, you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're doing it in site construction conditions, but a snagger will come in with a very bright light mm-hmm. and when they're going around the house mm-hmm. and they look at it differently because they use that bright light. And they might say, no, there's two different tones Lots in here. the tile. Mm-hmm. So we might have to remove some of the tiles and replace them mm-hmm. just to make sure that they're uniform for them. Right. Um, okay. So really, I can quite see. I think at your talk, you mentioned don't get your dad or your boyfriend yeah. or whoever is so good with the well, houses. Well, I just, I, I, I often think that afterwards, you're going to notice at some stage. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a professional snagger to do it at the time, um, they're looking for all of these things that they're used to. Mm-hmm. Dad might miss something. Mm-hmm. And then you might just be annoyed with him afterwards. Mm-hmm. And why, why put him or you in that position? Yeah. Um, and we also find now from our benefit is that when a, a professional snagger comes in, they tend to get it done in one list. Mm-hmm. Whereas your friend, your dad, everyone mm-hmm. else, they come back, they come back to, mm-hmm. to, to check off the list that they've given us and they find other things 
um, and that's fine and we'll rectify them but then the purchaser is delayed another week and they really want to get in of course they do it's their new home mm-hmm. they want to get into it and then there's delays and it just causes a little bit of friction within the family that there's no need for right okay so you've got your snagger then typically you're going to have that done very quickly to get them into their new home and while their mortgage approval is oh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll turn any snag list in a week there's no there's okay. no issue with that unless we have to order something in if there was if there was a pain at last that had scratching on it or something like that that we had to order in we, right. it, it might delay it we can also give people the choice that look you can go ahead and move in and we'll replace it next week for you if that's what you want but that's the purchaser's choice right so say if i am buying a new build typically what do, what's included in a new build do you get floors painted walls your ovens like what generally comes with it as standard and what generally is extra well i think all builders do things differently right um so from from what you do and and your advice to your clients is to establish early what is standard and what is not Mm -hmm. um we tend to be very we're very open about that and we we explain it to people we also try uh, and it's is when you walk into a show house and everything's beautiful and well presented we hope and you know it's it's hard to know what is you know comes all the time Mm -hmm. but yeah, does the cushion on the chair come? Yeah. Or you know, does the integrated oven come? Or exactly. Which so, so we don't we don't furnish, uh, we don't furnish houses, and we don't fit light fittings. Okay. Um, but what we do is we put in where there is spotlighting in a house or d- direct lighting. Mm-hmm. That's where it is in the show house. It's not any different. Mm-hmm. If there is a pendant, you can see the three pendants over yeah. the island here. There will be three pendants here yeah. that you'll just have to put there'll a light fitting in. For, there'll be Yeah, so it's only a matter of you getting the actual light fitting, mm-hmm. but the fixtures will be where they are. The kitchens will always be standard. Okay. Um, so when you say standard, is in you'll always get an oven in a hob and... Yeah, well, it depends on whether appliances are included or not. Okay. You have to, you you have have to, to check. Yeah, you have to check the appliances. Uh, okay, so then it sounds to me like, as well as your snag list, you mm. nearly need to have... a checklist for asking the builder what is and isn't included but that'll sure. become very clear at the open house will it or yeah you, you you should you should establish that at the show house yeah or even beforehand right. um as part of getting ready for that show house weekend before you book okay know what you're getting it will also be reflected in your contract okay so there would be a detailed specification in your contract right and you're entitled to everything on that list you know okay so so it isn't necessarily standard as you say builders have their own different approaches to fixtures and fittings and appliances and you need to be that's something to look out for exactly it it depends sometimes on on the development that it is like we don't we don't have a standard for not giving appliances or giving appliances okay in 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 probably place here all your appliances are included in other developments they're not okay so perhaps it may be linked to this type of value the price of the property it may perhaps be linked to the price if it's a very top of the range type of development like we've got here yeah it may be more likely that you get yeah and some goodies included uh, yeah uh, and that's part of it the other part of it is um some people like to make their own choices yeah uh, and some type of buyers like to make their own choices others like all their choices made for them mm-hmm. um and we balance that up and that's again going back to talking to your agent mm-hmm. what are people in this area used to getting in a new home mm-hmm. and, that, and that forms part of what we our, our thought process on it mm-hmm. and ronan uh, just finally i'd love to talk to you about the sense of community because 
definitely one of the strengths of buying an existing home, e.g. a second-hand home, for want of another yeah. way of describing them, is that you can be quite sure of the community you're buying into. But, for example, this development in Proby Place is kind of unexpected for me in that it exists within an established community. So that's a surprise for me that it even is here. So I'm really mm -hmm. glad to have it on my radar. I wouldn't have looked at it before and now it's definitely okay. on my radar. But but I, one of the nice things about it was a green at the front. And I guess it's the green that, that creates this slight community atmosphere which is what i'd be looking for on behalf of clients mm -hmm. when i'm looking for um a property so what i'm really saying is that you seem to have created a bit of a sense of community here by putting in a common green and that's that was a surprise to me i guess yeah i i think every developer and as you as you get familiar with developers mm -hmm. you will see that their estates do have a, a look mm -hmm. and a feel. Um, we we are community folks. We're a very new company. We, you know, we're two years old um, next week. So um, and and before that, we were a, a smaller house builder with with big notions. Right. But um, so Glenvey has only existed for two years, and what what we are trying to build, and 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 we certainly have plenty to do, but what we are trying to build is. That, that we are that community builder, that we, we, we are an extension to what exists. We're not trying to create something uh, new and uh, separate to what goes on. Yes, we build new homes, but we want to be the newest extension of the existing community. Right. And we do like to get involved in, in, in communities and, and support local community activism, as well as uh, tailoring our sites. So... When when we leave, it's a, it's our intention to build again in another field in a locality that we're that we're finishing up in. Mm -hmm. So um, we want to be able to have our existing stock of clients who have bought from us mm -hmm. as as ambassadors or advocates of what mm -hmm. we do. Mm -hmm. So so the community element is very important to us. Mm -hmm. But we're building it. Mm -hmm. We're we're building that and and. We have to earn that trust mm -hmm. um, and we have to earn that trust of the local authorities, the county councillors uh, and the residents mm -hmm. and, and the people where we, we come to build. Because I suppose the the term developer isn't a very attractive one mm -hmm. um, and we we are trying to set ourselves apart. We've, we've done things like we've we, we build little playgrounds mm -hmm. um, in some of our developments. Uh, we're involved in a beautiful development in Greystones mm -hmm. in Wicklow, the, the Marina Village development. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a PPP with Wicklow. Right. And we have developed a, a lovely plaza there. And we have developed units for the sporting clubs. We're building a 14-acre park and residential all as part of that. So uh, in Balbriggan, uh, we're building Taylor Hill. And we're currently developing uh, a big 20-acre park there as well. Right. So we, we want to be part of what's positive for the community. Mm -hmm. Yes, we go in, we build houses, we make money from that, but mm -hmm. we want it to be a positive experience. Right. So the community, being involved in that community as it exists and, and almost being able to introduce our new purchasers into that community is mm -hmm. important for us.
Right. Well, that's, that's very clearly explained. And it, it is quite a separate concept to just going in and um, taking the money and running. You're, you're planting seeds that you hope to see flourish yeah. in the future. Great. Well, Ronan, I'm really grateful to you for talking me through the whole process, which has been until today, quite honestly, a total um, unknown territory to me. So I appreciate it. No, and thank you very much. And I suppose it's I'm only reminded when I, when I listen to all the advice that you have to give your clients of how stressful the, sec- the second-hand <laughs> exactly. purchase is. Um, and while, while we find that our purchasers still find it stressful buying a new home, we're working very hard and working with our existing purchasers to try and find ways of making it less and less stressful. And more of an experience, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. It's a wonderful time in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're going to continue to work hard at making that special for people. Great. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to book that coaching session with me, just click on the link in the show notes. Or if you'd like to find out more about the buyer's agent service I offer, click on my website link in the show notes. And best of luck with taking your next step towards a new home in Ireland.